0: Hey, everyone, great to be here with you. Thank you so much for listening to the show. And I have an ad. It's actually an ad for myself. Uh, it is to let you know that my new book is out. It's called Rest, Refocus, Recharge, A Guide for Optimizing Your Life, published by HarperCollins. Very, very excited about this. Took a long time to write and research and pull together. Um, it was super challenging, but I'm really happy with how where we landed on it. Basically, this is all came coming out of a place where when we did the Ripple Effect, it was great, but everyone would speak to me afterwards and be like, these ideas are awesome, but I'm just so busy, I don't have time. So what I wanted to do was to provide everyone with ideas for how to integrate these ideas about health, well-being, high-performance into your life in a very, very easy, very, very um, tactical way that you can actually integrate. So, for example, taking a couple of breaths to relax, or to calm down if you're stressed, or what are some super healthy snacks that you can use in the middle of the day that are easy, cheap, and fast to make, or how do you take a great vacation uh, and completely disconnect? And then we've grounded all of that in the latest science around neurophysiology and how the brain works to optimize creativity, learning, problem solving, and concentration. So if any of that sounds interesting to you, if you're psyched to hear learn more and to explore those ideas, I would be infinitely grateful if you wanted to pick up a copy of the book. It's available at Amazon in Canada and the States. Just search Greg Wells and rest, refocus, recharge, and you'll find it. It's also on Indigo um, and all of the bookstores in Canada if you want to check that out. Uh, Neil Pasricha, the number one best-selling author of You Are Awesome, described it as a prescription for space in a world of noise. So really pleased to um, have had that little support moment from from neil and he's been on the show if you want to check him out so thanks for considering it really appreciate it i'm really proud of the book i know it's going to be super helpful for you so if you want to pick up a copy i'd greatly appreciate it all right let's get back to the show Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. It's great to have you here. I hope that you are staying healthy. I I hope that you are staying safe and that we are all going to get through this pandemic uh, together in a way that actually places us in a better location mentally, emotionally, spiritually, uh, physically than we were before, which is why I want us to stay healthy and safe. So along those lines, we're actually going to increase the pace of our Podcast distribution. We're actually going to go up to about twice a week for the next little while, uh, just get you more content, more information, more thoughts. And I'm going to share with you all the Instagram lives that I'm doing, the uh, podcasts we had previously recorded, interviews, but we just need to get you more info. And uh, the podcast seems to be taking off at the moment as people share this, so feel free to do so as well. Today, I want to share with you a Facebook live that I did with a colleague of mine, Eve Duset. Eve's is a serial entrepreneur and innovator based in New Brunswick, Canada. He is currently the CEO and founder of Dovico, which is a leading project timesheet software company with clients in over 80 countries. He has a passion for ingenuity and helping people basically live a great life. Uh, He's very focused on culture and he's driven and integrity focused. He's on a mission to always do business with values, and tries to empower others to do the same. At Dovaco, he actually measures thank yous from clients, which is an unusual tracking metric, but it's working for him. And he aims to build a healthy office environment for his team and creative professionals through exercise, healthy food, and consistent motivation. He's becoming a highly certified yoga instructor as well. So I'm really excited to bring this conversation that I had with Eve to you. It was almost an hour long, and we sort of ranged through everything Uh, go back and forth on a number of different topics. And I think that you'll find some of the stuff that we dig into and figure out, you know, as we're speaking quite insightful. As always, I'd love to hear from you. Let me know on social what you think. Share this like crazy. The more people that we get great information to in this time, the better. Thanks for listening in. Please enjoy my conversation with my good friend and colleague, Yves Doucette. Okay,
1: welcome. (laughs) Rob, so we're here this afternoon we're going to talk about, about, I changed the title on you, by the way, Greg.
0: This is Dr. Greg. Great, what are we talking about?
1: (laughs) Why don't I sleep? Sign me up. (laughs) 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 Uh, I I changed the title to uh, Creating Courage instead of Finding Courage. I think we create it Uh, instead of just like, you know, like looking for it everywhere. I agree. Uh, So Dr. Wells uh, just uh, released this new book called "Rest." refocus and recharge right crazy and thank I'm you going to start, i'm gonna start reading that this weekend okay. looking forward to it because that part that part there
0: <laughs> i'm in I i'm in this part i'm sort of like i think that's my that's my focus at the yeah. moment so i think it's a little different you, for everyone right now yeah is it normal to wake up like i
1: haven't drunk drank any alcohol like since i've been in quarantine here because we typically don't drink at home my yeah. wife and i so it's not something i like we social when we socialize with friends and we go out we'll, we'll take a glass of wine or beer whatever right? now I, I enjoy it but but is it normal to wake up as if i have a hangover <laughs> <laughs> every <laughs> because, day uh, well like i feel like drenched it's like, not hydrated i feel i have <sighs> to hydrate a lot a lot which is awesome. interesting
0: yeah. um so yeah i don't know um to be honest, like, I think now is this a time where we're all recovering and regenerating. Like we're stuck at home. Yeah. We're sleeping more than we have. Yeah. We're not racing around to our offices. We're maybe eating healthier food, hopefully because you're stuck at home. Uh, I know I've been hyper-hydrating, like this is my tea mug and it's yeah. like the size of my head, literally.
1: Yeah, I have the same um,
0: Yeah, am <laughs> blowing through mountains of ginger mm. tea, um, which is great. Oh because it keeps your respiratory system, um, hydrated, which is important right now. So yeah, no, I like, I, I'm also not drinking and we deliberately did not get alcohol into the house right now because, you know, it's easy just to go through a bottle of wine a night if you're not careful. And so, yeah, we don't have any, and I'm just finding myself getting better and better every day. Cool. Did you cut caffeine too, or? No, um, I did not fought that battle yet. Now is not the time to quit coffee. So, um, but I am trying to confine it to the morning and it is maybe not working. So I've given up. There's certain things I'm doing great. Like I'm crushing training right now. I'm I'm running really well. Mm -hmm. I'm cycling every day. My Watts are going through the roof. I'm on Zwift with my buddies. We're eating incredibly healthy food. Um, we're in total lockdown. We're, we're really socially, uh, sorry, physically distancing ourselves from, um, the world at the moment, social connection, physical isolation. That's the way I'm sort of framing it. Um, eating lots of like supplementing like crazy with, you know, stuff that I think, whoops, sorry, stuff that I think is really good, not paid advertisement or anything like, we're doing everything right, but I'm definitely having coffee in the morning.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I, I think I could double down on my, like, I'm not, I'm only having one espresso, and I'm eating pretty good, yeah, I'm exercising pretty good, too, I'm like, I'm doing pretty good on that stuff, yeah, yeah, I think I'm, but I could be eating a little greener, I'm gonna say that, a little better, yeah.
0: Just Maybe eat that next. plant next to you by the way you're not supposed to touch your hand i you gotta break or touch your face you gotta break that
1: oh yeah you gotta break right. that habit <clears throat> yeah sorry
0: so um so
1: today's talk is like i want to talk a little bit about rest rest is important of course I and mean, we should talk a little bit about that because you're the one who like uh like opened my eyes on the fact that the brain needs the rest, I and mean, it's during the night that you're actually rebuilding your neuron cells and your whole body's being rebuilt at night, right? Yeah. So if you're exercising like hell during the day, or you're working hard during the day mentally, which is what we're doing now, if you're not getting a good like night sleep, you're not like you're not reju- rejuvenating. You're not like is that true?
0: Yeah. Right now we're hustling during the day. We're still getting stuff done. Like we've got to probably figure out how to keep your life moving forward. It's the fact that we're just, despite the fact we're all being physically isolated at the moment, as you should. Um, maybe you've lost your job. Maybe your job has been changed. Maybe you're working from home. Maybe you're just trying to stay healthy or like all of those sorts of things are in place. So mentally we are going, going, going all day long. You're burning ATP. You're accumulating adenosine. You're, you're breaking down glucose so that you can actually like create that energy inside your brain. So mentally we need to recharge our brains that happens. That refueling happens at night when we sleep. The other thing we've discovered is that at night when we sleep, there's the glio lymphatic system. Actually, you know what? We're going to have fun because I just presented this like 10 minutes ago. So what the heck we're going to yeah. share a screen. We're going to just talk about some new science here and do, 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 This has actually just come out. This new imagery is just awesome. So I'm going to share my screen. And there it is. I'm gonna pop that up. And so instead of me, it's now this. And okay, this is this is the new research that has just come out. The research is down at the bottom. You can go to that link if you want to check it out. But we're now imaging what's called the gliolymphatic system. And this is the system that washes our brain every single night while we sleep. So this cleans out waste products, gets rid of amyloid plaques, which are associated with Alzheimer's disease, um, gets rid of like pulls out viruses, bacteria, like this is the fundamental system that is cleaning out our brains. And we're now learning so much about that. So that happens when we sleep, we desperately need to make sure that we are getting enough sleep right now. And I'm wearing this Oura ring, which I'll show you in a sec when I come off screen share, but I got this data off of my Oura ring. And what this shows is that I'm cycling through stress and relaxation throughout the course of the night. And there's five cycles that typically happen when we sleep. They take about 90 minutes each. We need about seven to eight hours in order to get the right amount of sleep right now. So please, 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 everyone prioritize sleep. That's what you need to be doing. This is the ring. What do you call it? It looks like an URA ring, O U R A. So there's like sensors and stuff inside and I'm getting some great data on that right now. So, and that's
1: linked directly to your phone or to your...
0: Yeah, it's an app that goes along with it and you can check your sleep and stuff like that. So like if I go to, since we have time, Facebook Live, um, <laughs> I look at my sleep from last night. So there's all my there's all my data from last night. So, oops, sorry. So you can like just see all the data come through so I can track yeah. that and see where I'm at. Yeah. And so last night I got like seven and a half hours. Resting heart rate was 48, which is pretty good. I know if I'm under 50, I'm pretty well recovered. Not enough REM sleep, tons of deep sleep because I did a hard workout yesterday. Um, so, yeah, you can get some good data off that. But you can also just like wake up in the morning and be like, how do I feel? And get the exact same data. So, you don't need <laughs> a <room. laughs>
1: So, are you uh, working twice, a, twice at uh, workout twice a day now? What no, I I'm just doing
0: singles. I've actually decreased the volume that I'm doing, I'm just doing an hour a day. But Dang. I'm being relentlessly consistent. And the main reason to go to an hour a day is um, I'm a public speaker. And like in addition to a bunch of other stuff, I'm a scientist at the hospital. I'm not going to the hospital right now. I'm not allowed to because I'm a researcher. Yeah. I'm not frontline. Although I do used to build respirators. So that may change soon. Um, and so I've just been pivoting my business to digital, which has required uh, a massive focus and a lot of work. And so I'm just running once a day, um, cycling once a day, this was 90 minutes, but most days I'm about, um, an hour. And so I'm not doing doubles right now. I'm just doing singles, just being relentlessly okay. consistent at the moment. But I'll probably go back. Okay. I'll go back to doubles. Um, also Ironman got canceled this summer. So obviously that's not happening. I don't need to the do doubles, So I'll go back soon. Um, but not right now. Cool. Um,
1: okay. So, uh, thank you. That was great stuff because I think we all need to sleep more in this time of unrest, like we, we need to get slip sleep and that's important, right? Any, uh, timbits to like bookends your, like when you go to bed, what would you suggest a few things just to finish off on the sleeping thing. All right. I, so I've heard, I know this, I know some of the stuff because I read your book, but just yeah. like from, from the author's mouth, like what Got it. can you do to go to, to, what can you do to, uh, yeah. Go to to get a good night's sleep. Yeah. Got it. Get a good All right. Sleep.
0: Sharing screen again. Yeah. Um, so three <laughs> tactics. This is a rest and recovery pathway to create delta brain waves, which happen when you recover and regenerate. Eve, you've seen me present this stuff before, but I'll throw it out there anyway. First things first, body. We need our body to be relaxed. We're looking for heart rate under 60 beats per minute. So we really do need to be physically calm. So um yo- you can probably mention three or four yoga poses that would help you to mm-hmm. relax at the end of the day, but you can you can do that in a sec. Um stretching's great reading, amazing, meditation, fantastic, hot bath, phenomenal. What we're looking to do is to calm the body down and get the body relaxed. Second thing we need to do is make sure that the body is cool. So that means a bedroom around 18 to 19 degrees Celsius. That might mean a window open or um, set your thermometer, thermostat in your home to that for the night. And that way, or if you're taking a hot bath, stand up into a cool shower to finish off. And that way we're Physiologically calmed down, cooled off, and we're ready to go. Second thing we do is the mind is calm. The way that we do that is we do reading, fiction, biographies, not industry reports, not on the phone. You're not checking the news to find out the latest update on coronavirus, which is going to keep you up for hours, right? Like we're radically protecting our attention so that the mind settles down. Meditation is also spectacular for this. And then the final piece of the puzzle is darkness. You need your bedroom to be pitch black. I want blackout blinds, I want the lights off. I want you to get away from your devices, turn everything off, get away from technology and that will enable you to calm down and get a great night's sleep. So that's my three tactics, body, mind, and space.
1: Thank you, that's great stuff. Making uh, it up as my, we go. My,
0: <laughs> yeah, my, my favorite like
1: yoga pose before going to bed is uh, buttocks against the wall. And feet up in the air, and just let your, your legs drop down. And that's just very, very calming for me. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. And that like, it just like gives you a sense of, uh, I don't know, like, like um, light, lightness, I guess. Yeah. You can do that. That's my favorite one for cool. <laughs> so that. Uh, cool. So let's go to the topic of today, which is creating courage. Um, because um, why is that important? well everything changed right so like you like you pivoted your whole business last year right last week (laughs) you did it again last week yeah yeah
0: so how do you create the courage to do that um so create courage find courage that's interesting um I'm thinking sort of as we go through back to last year, when I decided to leave the university and become a full-time entrepreneur, I maintained my research practice at the hospital, but I gave up my major position to go be speaker, author, coach, consultant. And, um, that was done. It was actually less courageous than you might imagine because it was like a seven year runway. So I made sure my business was operating at the highest possible level doing really well, it could suffer a massive decrease and I'd still be fine. So it was actually not courageous at all. I had put so many safeguards into place over years and (laughs) built it up over such a long period of time that it became inevitable. It was actually costing me not to do it. So that was sort of like covering all of my bases to make sure it was all set before I took the leap, but still the leap required me to give up everything that I had built my self identity on for almost 20 years. That was probably the harder part than actually making the change. And the way that that happened was a gentleman named Philip McKernan, who, you know, challenged me one day about who are you, what do you believe in? Why do you make the decisions that you make? What are you really motivated by? What do you want to do with your life? Like all of those questions. Once I journaled all of that stuff, I was like, Mm -hmm. I know what I need to do. Uh, but that process of still, you know, writing the email of resignation, after being tenured, after being promoted, after getting the pension, after getting the benefits, like after getting everything that I've been working for for 21 years um, was still a leap of faith. And so it requires sort of preparation. It requires self-awareness. And the final piece of the puzzle, it requires confidence, but confidence isn't something that you just manufacture or you discover. um, Sorry. Isn't something you just discover you manufacture it. And the way that you manufacture confidence is repetition. So once you know that you've done something, once you've practiced enough, once you've researched enough, once you've prepared enough, you're confident that you can do it. It's the opposite of fake it till you make it, which I don't believe in at all. So that's what happened last time. And then last week, I mean, it was the, basically the mother of invention was this collapse of our economy. Um, You know, when I left the university, I was like, okay, so if my business dropped 80%, I'll still be fine. Uh, well, my business dropped a hundred percent. Like and I under wow. no circumstances could I ever have imagined that that would have been the case. So I pulled my, t- I was felt bad. For, I, I gave myself the freedom to feel bad for two days over the weekend. And then Monday morning I got up and I was like, all right, enough of that. Um, and just attacked it with massive action, which I think about now in hindsight, and, like I pretty consistently respond to that when I'm challenged with massive action. It's like, all right, well, so we were going to pivot our our business to digital this year um looks like it's happening this week so you know i just pulled the entire team together i'm like we're blocking we're eliminating everything it's all off the table cancel everything we're starting from scratch we're burning all the boats destroying everything we had planned nothing is on the table we're overhauling the entire thing and so we've pivoted to exclusively digital i just got off and did two digital presentations this morning to people all over the world um wow. moved all of our content to digital courses. We are two weeks away from launching our first digital app called Vivio, V-I-I-V-I-O. You can register online if you want. So we're moving into digital as fast as we can and um, it's going great. So I went from sort of like awesome to zero and now we're, we're, we're on an amazing <laughs> upwards trajectory two weeks later and just got to keep it going.
1: Yeah. So I, <laughs> I, you've heard, I just, Took a leap of faith just before this thing happened, this, the pandemic happened. I quit my job, gave it to uh, signed a new CEO to my business, which is yeah. Delveco, right? And Shelly and very proud of what she's doing and the whole team. She's great. And dec- and yeah, and decided to do uh, a courageous act, which is to let go the titles, all that stuff, right? And for me, it was not as courageous as like it wasn't a financial thing. It was more of a like like you said it was like an attachment to my entitlement to my who i was my being right that's who i was so, so this is a new definition i get that and i did exactly the same thing as you i just like okay last week i said massive action and that's why i'm like tired right yeah so yeah i get that yeah so well, it's interesting okay. you
0: let go of the external stuff like you let go of the title But why was that important? Mm. Is it important to you or is it important to everyone else around you, right? Like that's the decision-making the thinking (laughs) pattern you gotta get. Like why why do you hold on to things? Why are you doing things? Why are you going in a certain direction? Why does your day look the way that it does? These are all important questions to ask and you may not like the answer. Yeah. But if you get the
1: answer, it opens you up. It does. Like I think that attachment to these things actually hold us back, right? For me, that's my analysis anyway. Attachment. That's why I let it go. Because if as soon as you become comfortable in something, well, you're not moving. So that's that. You're either adapting or changing, or you're dying. Right. Too. So mm-hmm. as soon as you become attached to something, as soon as you're comfortable, right? It doesn't matter if it's physical or mentally. If you're comfortable in something, yeah. you are not going to. Um, you're you're going to decline. If you're just running, like I I know, like if you're bicycling and running, I've seen you. Like you're, you're running hard. You're not just like talking and running, you're running hard. You're breaking down those muscles. You're like, you know, you're, that's what you're doing. And that's the same thing for your business. Mm -hmm. So that's a way to find courage, right? Like, that's what you're saying. A way to find courage is become uncomfortable in your brain. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, you get comfortable with discomfort. In fact, you come to realize that comfort is feeling nothing and that's extremely dangerous. So when you're uncomfortable, you're breaking new ground. When you're uncomfortable, you're trying new things. When you're uncomfortable, you, um, you are exploring. And so it's an important practice, I believe to do that consistently. So, you know, get into the ocean, swim Um, with the sharks, climb the mountain, ride your bike, try the new thing, learn art, pick up a new book. Create a new relationship, end a relationship, right? We're always just pushing ourselves into. you. Sh- we can, if you choose, you no, know, you shouldn't do anything. I don't want to lecture to anyone or tell anyone how to live their life, but like you can um, learn to get uncomfortable with discomfort, which means that you are then, I believe, moving forwards or maybe just moving in your life, whatever direction that happens to be. And with that consistent practice of being uncomfortable. No you then develop the confidence that it's okay and life is going to carry on, which gives you the courage to keep doing it again and again and again. So that's an interesting thought pathway that you can experiment with.
1: Yeah. So are you, are are you uncomfortable? Are you comfortable being uncomfortable? I love it. It's
0: a problem actually. Like I, it's a problem you get addicted to it, right? (laughs) You do. And it's like, just like, why can't you just sit? And look at the ocean. We're on vacation. I'm like, what? <laughs> like, people relax and just stare at the waves. Like, what's that? I don't. Like, Give me this paddleboard. I'm going. So, um, it is a problem. Like, you do also need to. And I'm trying to learn to do better at this. You also do need to look backwards. You're not just yeah. looking forwards. We're not always moving forwards. We're not always trying to get to the next thing. We're not always trying to learn. We're not always trying to do that. It is also very important for confidence to look backwards and appreciate how far we've come, how much growth has happened, how much we have learned. Um, I learned that from Dan Sullivan, a strategic coach He calls it the gap, right? We're always worried about the gap between yeah. where we are and where we're going, where we really need to appreciate also looking backwards at how far that we've come. And when you look backwards at how far you've come, you gain a lot of, experience, you gain a lot of confidence actually in where you're going if anyone wants to read something super interesting there's a um a research paper that was published by Elon Musk it's called making humans a multiplanetary species and in that he outlines a 10 step process for setting goals and accomplishing great things and one of those steps is progress to date so right. i think that might be an exercise for people to do is be like all right yeah how far have i come and actually document like how many degrees do you have? How many businesses have you started? How many marathons have you were Like whatever it is, it doesn't matter. Be like walk around the block, um, anything. But you'll gain confidence from looking backwards. So that's a thing. It, that
1: is so true. Actually, when you when you look at where we are today, we're all panicking but where we are today. But if you look back, like everything we've done has prepared us for where we are today. Like there's, there's only today, right?
0: There is only not only just today. There's only like right now. It's like right this now. breath, this yeah. word, this, this moment. Yeah. yeah, that's it. That's all there is. <laughs> everything else that. is just manufactured. It's yeah. imagination. All of it, even then looking back, is an imagination, right? So, it is. Yeah. yeah. But acknowledging yourself
1: for what you've done instead of what you don't, you haven't done,
0: is a way to get courage
1: to create courage because then you can say, "Oh, this is what I've done. Yeah, I've accomplished this."
0: What's the difference in your mind between courage and
1: confidence? Confidence can be deceiving (laughs) in a way, right? Because if you have confidence, you might not be real, like with what's happening today. Like, it's like, I'm confident. I'm fearless. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, whereas courage is you are aware of the dangers that are there. But you're also confident that you have the faith. If you want, yeah, you have faith. Yeah, the faith that that you don't know the answer, but you can live with that, and you're going to be okay. You're it's right. like a feeling. Like I'm sure that viscerally you do not feel like you have confidence, right? But you don't know the answer. Totally. Right. If you're confident, much,
0: it's actually a right? problem.
1: So yeah, yeah. So it so could confidence. Be, it can be dangerous. Yeah.
0: Here's the definition. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking up. The feeling or <laughs> confidence is the feeling or belief that one can rely on someone or something. It's firm trust. For example, we had every confidence in the staff. If we look at courage, that is the ability to do something that frightens one. Strength in the face of pain or grief. She called on all of her courage to face the ordeals. So confidence is slightly different. Courage is doing something that frightens you, confronting an obstacle, being, um, and like, that's actually a really good analogy for what's going on in the world right now. Like we are afraid, legitimately. Well, I think I am
1: legitimately afraid, which you could be. I think I talked to Drew yesterday, Drew Dudley, you know Mm -hmm. him? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And uh, he said something like confidence doesn't spur action, but courage does. So the difference between the right. two is that you can, be, you can be confident, but it doesn't do anything because you don't do necessarily an action. You're just confident. Right. You have confidence in something. So you're, it doesn't spring you into action. You need confidence in order to have courage, right? But courage is what you're looking for. Courage is actually the thing that you need to do something to put you into mass action into going forward. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay. I'm getting it. So confidence is the belief in yourself that you can do something. Courage is the act of actually doing it, even though you may have fear associated with the potential outcome because it's uncertain.
1: Yeah. There's a loss, right? Courage. It's like doing it despite the fact that there could be a loss of something prestige, money, health, whatever. Yeah. And confidence is saying, I have confidence in myself or the universe or the system or the people that it's okay because I won't break my neck. Right. Yeah. It's like repelling, like with two ropes. Right. The courage is doing it, but I have confidence that the two ropes are going to save
0: me. Okay. So that's a good analogy. So I went um, ice climbing with Kevin McFadden recently. And I saw that. It was insane. (laughs) i've done a lot of crazy stuff in my life that was insane and really like it's it's up there i've ridden my bike across africa like i've done i've swum with 30 sharks like i've done crazy stuff and that was like definitely up there for me highlight of my life so if you get up there it's like this 80 foot waterfall that's frozen so you climb using axes up this ice you go over the top you hang out in the snow and then you attach yourself to the to the trees And I looked down at one point, I was like, I'm being held together by literally the tiniest little carabiner imaginable. Like, it's literally this tiny little thing. It's like this, like that big, right? Oh, Jesus. Yeah. I looked at it and I looked at the guy and he goes, Okay, you're up. And then you lean backwards, trusting that little tiny piece of metal and go backwards over the 80 foot waterfall. So, confidence is the understanding that those ropes and that tree and that piece of metal are not going to break. So I'm confident that that is not going to break. I'm confident in my guides that they're not going to put me at risk. I'm confident in my ability to stay cool. So I don't screw up with the ropes and kill myself. Like I am confident in that courage is the act of leaning backwards.
1: Yes. Of doing it. Yeah.
0: Got it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's the act of doing, and that's, so how do you create that act? Right. How do you, how do you so, lean back? Yeah. How do you lean back? So you can have confidence. Like you, you gave us a tool, like go back and look at the other things you've done. Right. That's a way to right. build like enough confidence to have the courage. Right. Yeah. So, so you're, you're building up your moment. courage. Yeah. You're building up your confidence.
0: Yeah. Yeah. There was a moment where I got scared cause you know, 80 yeah. feet up on ice,
1: yeah.
0: and so the reaction was to sit up and lean forwards <laughs> because then my feet would be closer to the ground, right?
1: Yeah, that's not a good idea. Yeah.
0: No, it's not a good idea because <laughs> then the simple thing that happens is you're no longer being pushed into the ice by the ropes and the angles. So when you're like this or sitting, like um, you know, you're sitting like this basically, yeah. your feet are getting driven into the ice. You're totally fine, safe, all good. You stand up and all of a sudden your feet slip and your face goes slamming into the ice like ah right like just so you get to you do scroll. that no oh, for sure completely absolutely i was like oh, and, went, and i was like oh you've got to have confidence you've got to have faith but you also need to relax into this yeah. yeah so as soon as i was like okay just gonna relax i'm gonna just do this one step at a time be super deliberate oh, super yeah. slow i was able to just step 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 Step, step, and move my hands the right way to with the with the um, ropes, and I was able to move beautifully and slowly down. I'm staring into the ice; it's all blue. I looked back over my shoulder. I can see that the, the valley behind us, like it was just incredible. But it required relaxing into the experience. Oh my god, I love that. Need to be able to do it properly, and when you relax into your the experience, you let go of fear. You let, you have to let go of thinking about what if, what if I fall, what if I slip and bring yourself back into the instant, which is I need to keep my feet locked onto the ice. So I need to put my body in a certain way, which is counterintuitive because all of my instincts are saying, don't do that, let it go. And then it was easy and it was an incredible state of flow. Like it was an instantaneous drop into a flow state because you can be so no you, other way. Do you remember like
1: that? Like there was one presentation you have uh, the two uh, roars.
0: Yeah. And Adam there's and... one,
1: yeah, you remember that?
0: I do, and, let me pull it up. Yeah,
1: you wanna do an explanation of that? Because that, this leads into, once you like jumped off and you made the decision to do something, How do you continue to have courage and create courage while you're in it? And yeah, this is beautiful.
0: (laughs) Right. So here is the image, share, screen, that one. That's the image you're talking about. Adam and Kuberden, Anders Mm -hmm. Istvason. Adam in yellow is now um, a minister in, sorry, he's a, a member of parliament for Canada. Anders competed for Sweden, but he's now one of the coaches for Team Canada Canoe Kayak. Both wonderful guys. This is a training set down in Florida. And you can just see the differences between the two athletes, even though they're going the same speed. Uh, the difference between them is quite profound in that if you look at Adam, they're going the same speed, but he has tongues hanging out the side of his mouth. He's completely relaxed. If you look at his fingers on the paddle, his hands totally relaxed. And you compare his mm-hmm. face to Anders' face, Anders is stressed. If you compare Adam's hand to Anders' hand, Anders is gripping for dear life. So, in order to get it, we literally need to sho- shove our brains over into the state that's ad- that Adam is in. And that enables yeah. us to reach our potential in that particular instant. So, super interesting thought there. Yeah.
1: I love that. I love the like to continue having courage. I, I, I experienced that actually this week. Nothing was going right. We're doing a lot I and mean, nothing was going right. And I just like start to breathe in the moment and like let things happen, and it happened. Right, like you right. figured out a way, you found mm-hmm. another way, because you're actually breathing. Right, you're trusting yourself, and that's what happened to you in that moment. Yeah, with like you just said, okay, I'm just going to take a deep breath. And breathing is a great way to activate that. Right, like you take a deep breath in, you hold. That's what we do. Okay, you hold it, and then you long, long, long break out. Right, so, like, which I think activates your nervous system in a way to calm. Right.
0: Yeah, just
1: like feels good. Yeah, yeah. Like remember when we hit um uh polar, bears, polar bear bear uh, <laughs> for, for the polar bear swimming in, in and, Zurich. Uh, in Zurich. And you had me do um, I call it breath of fire, like, shh, 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 like right that. Yeah and then deep breath in. Yeah. So that was really relaxing. And we stayed in there for 10, 15 minutes. I forget. Oh, no, we long, were like 20
0: minutes in the 20 minutes, yeah. waters of Lake Zurich. Ice, yeah. Yeah. Um, in yeah. Geneva. Where were we? No, we were in yeah. Zurich. So it was Lake Geneva in Zurich. Um, December, snowing, very cold. <laughs> and we went into the lake because, you know, that's what you do. And so we did the Wim Hof method, which is mm-hmm. 30 fast breaths to blow off all your CO2. Then you exhale completely, hold your breath on exhale until you feel the need to breathe again. Then you breathe in and you just repeat that pretty much indefinitely. And when you do that, yeah. Yeah. you do it on land a couple of times and you walk into the water as you're doing it again, and then you continue it in the water and you can stay in cold water almost indefinitely. It don't was beautiful. by yourself. It was really amazing. And everyone yeah. went in. We yeah. had like 20 people in the water. It was incredible. So cool. don't do this by yourself, you're going to say. Do not do this yeah. by yourself, everyone, because you can pass out very yeah. easily when hyperventilating. If you do that in water, even in the bathtub, you drown. Bad, bad, bad. Yeah. It's called shallow water blackout. Do not do this alone. Um, Do this with other crazy people. So I'm going to bring it back like you and I. So I'm going to bring it
1: back to creating courage, right? So a way to create courage is to relax. When you're inside this new thing that you created, right? This new activity, this new doing, right? This new doing. And the way you do that is breathing. Is that what you did on the mountain there? Did you take a deep breath? Do you recall what you did?
0: Yeah. I recall being like, this is not working and I'm going to, this is bad. Okay. So you got to do something different. And I was like, and you're you just, freaking I out. Yeah. Okay. Like, this is the, you, what you're doing isn't working. You're freaking out. So calm the down. Okay. And just do what you got to do. I was like, you know what to do. You've done this many, many times before just rappel down the mountain. So like, all right, here we go. So then you just go back and you're like, I've done this before. It's different. Cause there's ice but we're just going to do this again, which actually sparks me into thinking about like, how did we do get, how did we get into the water? How did we get down the mountain? You relax into the process. So if we did not have a process to breathe and a structure, Mm -hmm. we would not have been able to get into or stay in that water. We would have jumped in, freaked out, yelled, screamed and run back out because we had a process. It was easy and it was beautiful and it actually felt good. Same thing, repelling down the mountain, out of process, just doing whatever, freaking out, making mistakes, potentially injuring myself retreat back into, sorry, relax back into process. Repelling is a sequence of movements that you do over and over and over again. And it's easy and it's beautiful and you enter into flow. So there's a relaxation component, there's a breath component, and there is a trust in the process of whatever it is that you're doing (laughs) that enables you to create Find the confidence and create the courage to do something the right way under massive pressure and stress and fear and anxiety and difficult circumstances. Sure okay. you down. So let's,
1: you want to write that down? Someone write that down. Someone write that down. <laughs> it's recorded. So it yeah, starts recording it. <laughs> so, like, if you take this now and you bring that into your office, right? It's the same thing, isn't it? <clears throat>
0: Yeah. So it'd be the same thing if you have a relationship, like just think about going out on a date, right? Like you're, by the way, I've been married for like 16 years. This is like way (laughs) in my past. I'm making this all up. No idea what I'm talking about. (laughs) Let's say you sit down next to someone, you're having a drink and you're freaking out, worried about outcomes, breathe, relax into the process. And what's the process? Have a conversation, ask the other person about them and learn about the person, right? Like that's easy, but it can still be stressful in business. It's like, you got to do a sales call. All right. So it's nerve wracking because the outcome could be, they reject you, but the process is you breathe, you relax, you put yourself in state, you follow your script, you tell them about what you do. And if it's a match, it's a match. If it's not, then no big deal. So yeah, you're right. This would apply to a whole bunch of different scenarios, which is kind of neat. It's the same thing.
1: Like yeah. it doesn't matter if you're like now working at home and you have your kids work or running around and you have to answer calls, like you're super stressed, but it's the same process. You just, the environment has changed, right? Yeah. Right, that's so right. So now it's, we're onto it's something.
0: Little, this is yeah, cool. it's,
1: the, it's just the environment that's changed, but yeah. your process has not. the Process, what you do for a living has not. Like you, hundred percent. You right? Yeah. What yeah, you so do right now? Delivery minute. Yeah, your delivery mechanisms changed.
0: Exactly. Yeah. You're hundred percent correct. So what I do is not not changed. I deliver. In infer- I teach people about the science of the human body and how to use that science yeah. to get better. I used to do that on stage. Now I'm doing it through books. I'm doing it through, doing it through books. Yeah. doing it through virtual presentations like this one, doing it through apps. Like the delivery mechanism has changed. However, it's still the same thing. Last week, the strain was the global economic environment collapsed. Business dried up, needed to reframe it into a new context. Did so business came back so it's amazing when you allow yourself to move through this relax into the new framework i feel great didn't two weeks ago um amazing things can happen it might be a good template for everybody to use right now it's just like let's all just take a big deep breath kind of like the like the entire planet is doing right now with pollution dropping and um, eric admetis who's uh, another you know speaker friend of mine sent me a video of the bay outside of his place in Dominican and there's whales in the bay for the first time in six years, pollution levels are dropping all over the world. Like we're basically taking a big, huge, gigantic collective breath right now. Right. Imagine if we could, I'll just sort of take advantage of this moment to reset, lean into whatever it is in our lives that we need to be, that we want to be doing differently or better and follow the process to make that happen to overcome the fear of uncertainty about what may be going on. So yeah. that's an interesting pathway to follow. And again, we're like, knock on wood, everyone's healthy. There's other concerns other than this. Of course. Right? Yeah. But yeah, um, yeah. yeah that's a, yeah. an interesting, an interesting approach that people could take right now.
1: <clears throat> yeah. Like if you're, if you're unsure of what to do, you can go back at what you've done in the yeah. past, right. To reaffirm what you've done in the past. And then just look at that thing and say, okay, what I've done in the past now has, how can I apply that to this new world that we live in? And that's what you did, right?
0: Yes. And it's like, how do I apply this to my new potential life given that everything, the slate has been wiped clean? Yeah. We're all at home, we're all doing things different. Our daily routines are different. We're not commuting. We're not. Um, you know, if you've lost your job, I completely understand what that feels like. And obviously that's hugely stressful and financial (laughs) pressures are coming. All right. So now what, how do we move forwards? How do we overcome this fear of uncertainty? We move through the process. We research opportunities. We make phone calls. We start to make connections. We put in applications. We, 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 you know, on and on and on, and then we can overcome these obstacles and move forwards. And this too shall pass. Uh, There will, this will end. We will get through this. So we just got to get there as fast as possible.
1: Yeah. And I think it's partly um, for us to cope with this. It's, I think we have to be in action. Like you said, not, not, maybe not in massive action, like everybody, but, but but be in action, right. In the doing. And then while you're doing something new, breathe. Right, like stop and just like breathe and uh, like just observe what's going on and and then go back to your past and say, okay, I've done this before. Different yeah. mountain, same thing. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, different mountain. Same thing.
0: Yeah, same. It's my friend in New York said the other day, "You're same, same shit, different city." Right. So yeah, yeah, um, yeah. We can do this. We can <laughs> lean on what we've done. We've got experience. We have abilities. We have what we're good at. We have what we could be good at. We have our ability to learn. We've got our friends, we've got our network. Like there's so many things to be grateful for right now that we can lean on to propel ourselves forwards in this extremely crazy, uncertain time to make sure that we're healthy, we're happy. And you know, that we, we land on our feet after all of this is hopefully the dust has settled on all of this as fast as possible.
1: I just want to, I just the point that you kind of glazed over. <laughs> um, that I uh, just wanted to bring you back. Creating courage, you're not alone in this, right? Yeah. Like you have a team, right? You have people that you, like, you can reach out to. And you have like, and we're connected throughout to, the world. When you think about it today, yeah, we, we are connected all over the world. You can reach out, right? To create courage, you can reach out and <clears> say, "Okay, I need help with this," right? You're not alone. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's kind of ironic that the massive inter- interconnectivity of our entire planet right now has cr- in, is is to some degree responsible for the rapid and exponential spread of the coronavirus okay. which has put us in significant danger and hundreds of thousands if not millions of people are going to be infected and hundreds of thousands of people will lose their lives Similarly, that's sort of the the deep negative side of this deep interconnectivity that we're all involved with. However, on the positive end of that, we're all deeply connected. Uh, You and I are reaching out across thousands of kilometers to do this call. We're part of a group of friends that connect regularly, and we're literally on the four corners of the globe. Um, When I was rappelling down the mountain, there's two guides and a friend of mine. So there's like four of us working together to get up and down safely. In your family there may be people that you can rely on In your friend network there can be people that you can rely on and so curating that group of people around you who you can contribute to and help craft this gorgeous life but then also you can rely on to build and craft this gorgeous life is incredibly powerful and can be re- really beneficial and it we're no longer we're sort of we're, we're all being forced into this digital communication era where we're doing FaceTime calls. We're doing zoom calls. We're doing hangouts meets. We're doing text messaging and WhatsApp groups and video messaging to your community. Like there's so much communication happening right now as we've become physically isolated, it's almost like our social connectivity has exploded in a positive way. If we sort of think back to even three weeks ago, how negative social media was. It was mm-hmm. like a cesspool of negativity. It isn't that way right now. It's all about positivity and sharing and elevating and workouts that are happening online. Like the transition in the collective consciousness on social against this coronavirus has been incredible to behold and something I really hope that we carry forwards after all of this is over.
1: You're absolutely right. It's it's right. like, I think you presented another slide on, uh, back when on, uh, like when you, was it like when you hug someone? Was it you or Dr. James? It was James. Okay, on like the the the, um, the science of like connecting to people, like yeah. physically, and now we're not, right? Right. So like we're going into, I'm just talking, thinking of Dr. James, he's going to like hug withdrawals, right, he's probably right. out there hugging trees or something.
0: Yeah, <laughs> so, I think so, he is actually, <laughs> legit, yeah. <bro>. yeah. <laughs>
1: Well, I was hugging a tree yesterday, so it's not too bad. <laughs> <It's> cool. <laughs> so, but like, so we need that connection, right? We need to reach out to people, like, and we have the technology to do that. Now, does it like from a scientist, I don't know if you can answer this question or not, but does it do the same thing from a science point of view, like a, to your body, to your mind, that, because you're far away?
0: Got it. Um, so I'm, I'm a physiologist, PhD in exercise phys, respiratory phys. <laughs> I am now going to say this is a, I'm stepping out of my scientific knowledge. I have absolutely no idea if what I'm about to say is true or not. So feel free to epically ignore me. Um, I believe that there probably is a difference between physical connection and virtual connection. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that oxytocin is a hormone that's released. When we have physical connection to people. It's why petting a dog is different. And there is that release of neurotransmitters in our brain that changes your mood states. However, I don't know if we've looked into yet or ever had the opportunity to look into mm. the power of social connection via virtual digital devices enough. I think that that's probably one of the big things that will come out of this is a better understanding of you know what's that difference and can we get by with only digital for a little while because we're being forced to do that and we're far from being through this. So I think it will continue. Afterwards, but um, irregardless, I think that an, a takeaway from all of this is even though we are being asked to physically distance ourselves right now, as we should, uh, and maybe that physical distancing is something that keep that may persist in the future, and it may persist because you're working in a city and your loved ones are in a different city or, or whatever. Um, that doesn't mean that even though we are physically distanced, we need to be socially isolated. Yes, I've got a I've got a group of people on messenger that every time we do a workout we send each other a message and a video and it prompts all of us to train more um i whatsapp with my friends in india and that's going great right now um i video chat on instagram as much as possible with a community you and i are on facebook live right now um i feel great it's good to see your face and i feel like a virtual hug happening even though it's definitely virtual. Um, it's going to be interesting to see where the science lands on all of this when this is all over. Yeah. I've, I've
1: just seen you like, it just makes me happy. It's weird. It's it's this weird thing, right? Like we're connecting because we're out here and we're sharing a moment, discovering for ourselves, like stuff we don't typically, we're just talking two guys talking. Yeah. Right. So yeah. Love it. I love it. So, so you've left out after some great, um, uh, ways to discover courage um, yeah I love it mass action right practice as uh, social distancing but um, what physical, did you call distancing,
0: it? physical distancing but social connection Thank you and
1: yeah. then, <clears throat> um, then and being uncomfortable right uh, looking backwards at right, mm. what you've done to acknowledge yourself or where you are today like for the things you've done and you've accomplished. Yeah. Relax. Once you've taken that first step, just breathe into it, relax. Um, let go of the, I've wrote this down, let go of the outcome and trust the process. Yeah. Trust that you know what you're doing. Yeah. And you're not alone. Right. You
0: are not alone. Yeah.
1: And I think the most important thing too is to have some sleep. So rest because that's, you know, you're working hard, we're working really hard and we're pushing ourselves to the limit. And we just have to, you know, love ourselves and honor ourselves and get as much rest as possible. And <clears throat> yeah, you can read this book. It won't put you to sleep.
0: Okay. It might. <laughs> thanks well, for sharing sure. that, Eve. I appreciate it, buddy. Yeah, thank thank you. you.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Or the Ripple Effect, which is a great book too. So cool. Yeah. Did you want to add something else?
0: Uh, No, you know, it's just great to connect. Eve, good to see you, buddy. I miss you a lot. Can't wait till this is over. We can see each other in person. Keep doing the amazing things that you're doing. You're going in the right direction. Can't wait to see where you end up. And um, let's get through this. Yes, miss you. Good to see you, buddy. buddy. All right. I hope that you enjoyed that conversation with Eve great guy. He's gone through a lot in his life and has come out the other side of all of his challenges, a much better human being, truly honored and privileged to count him as a friend. I hope that that was helpful. Remember, stay safe, stay well, stay healthy, wash your hands, stay indoors, keep that two meters, six foot distance from each other so we are physically distanced, but maintain deep social connection, so that we are staying safe, but also doing so uh, mentally and physically. The distancing physically being to keep ourselves physically safe and and yet connecting deeply with others to keep us mentally safe at this time as well. If this was helpful, I'd greatly appreciate you posting something about it on social. Spread the word. Get this information out for people. We greatly appreciate it. Leave us a uh, review on iTunes. That's also incredibly helpful. And if you can do any of those things, we would be greatly greatly, greatly appreciative. So that's it for now. Stay healthy, stay safe. We'll talk to you again really soon. And we wish you all the best in this very difficult time. If you want to write down any final thoughts, strategies or habits in the last page of the Ripple Effect workbook, that would be great and never